Everybody stay calm, okay? Everyone just stay calm. It's taken eight weeks. We're on episode eight, but Worcestershire, they've won a game of cricket. Stay calm. It's episode eight of Honor Pair. It's three friends talking about the game they love and the team they follow who have finally won and all kinds of nonsense in between. I'm with my good friend, Daryl Butler. How are you, Daz? Can't stay calm, can't stay calm. We won! I take it you're happy then, mate? Yeah! It's a long time coming, isn't it? <laughs> It's, it's pointless asking, but Daz, how was your week? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> it, was, it was really crap, and then the cricket improved it. Excellent. Okay, good yeah. news. And Peter de Sonberg's with us as well. How are you, Pete? Well, I'm going to abide by your instructions, Jim. I'm going to stay calm for now. Uh, yes, I'm good, thank you. He's a miserable git, isn't he? <laughs> how was your week, though, Pete? Was it okay? Yeah, it was lovely. Uh, had a little trip to a spa with my wife. That was nice. Had a bit of relaxation time. Saw a bit of family. And uh, I've got to give a little shout out to my youngest nephew, Freddie, who uh, played his first game of cricket and uh, and won 100% record. The only thing I've managed to find out from him is that he hit the ball a very long way. So it sounds like he might be a Ross Whiteley 2020 specialist. Hey, Fr- Freddie, first ever game of cricket. Yeah. Congratulations, my friend. Welcome aboard. Welcome to this weird and wonderful and fascinating game. And he hits the ball a long way. I like the sound of that. Good on you, Freddie. Good to have you with us. Um, gentlemen, wow. We are going to stay calm. And I suppose before we get to the uh, the exciting bit, we'd probably uh, better crack on with the news. And as we mentioned last week, the uh, the England squad has been selected, but there's drama. Ben Folks must be about the unluckiest cricketer going. He's yet to make his home test debut um, because he's out of the game against New Zealand this week. He slipped in the dressing room and tore his left hamstring. So uh, James Bracey, who is now probably the luckiest cricketer in county cricket, is likely to deputise. England have called in Sam Billings and opener Hasib Hamid as extra cover as well. It's unlucky for Ben, folks. He will get there eventually, I'm sure. He's too talented not to. Um, but there we are. So Ben, folks, out. It looks like Bracey will make his debut. Um, uh, the return of news pertaining to this... So, Daz, what's happening with the IPL, mate? IPL has been moved to the UAE, and it's going to take place in September. September the 19th to October the 10th. So it's four days after the end of the England versus India series, which means the last test match won't get moved now. Uh, I think India were planning for uh, that test to be moved. Uh, But that's going to uh, take place as was currently scheduled. And then the IPL will take place straight afterwards from the 19th of September. Now, it clashes with the Caribbean Premier League and it finishes just a week before the T20 World Cup, which is then due to be held in India. So, going to be a really tight schedule for all the players in September, October time, but uh, but it will get finished. Not sure what you think, guys. I think they might be trying to fit a bit too much in then. Uh, Well, you feel that the money involved is they they have to try and finish the competition and it's probably the most sort of sensible way they can do it it's ultimately money talks it needs to, it, yeah. in a game it has to finish that's the only place they can realistically put it in when you're getting paid a billion squillion pounds to play the game you put up with four games a week don't you yeah, I think you're right there yeah to be fair Common, commonly said isn't it if you pay that much money I'll play cricket every day if you like so quite right um, some other news another retirement Pete Talk to me. Yeah, Northamptonshire batsman Alex Wakeley's retired at 32. Uh, long-serving player for them, scored over 12,000 runs. Uh, but I think he was probably most well-known for his T20 campaigns and Northamptonshire winning that trophy in 2013 and 2016. So, yeah, retired after 371 appearances for them. Yeah, he had really talented youngster as well, wasn't he? He played for the um, the youth levels that for England, uh, under-19s and such. So... Uh, a really, really talented guy. It's a shame it had to end the way that it did. 32 is no age, really, to Absolutely. retire in, in the modern era. But you have to listen to your body. So um, good on you, Alex Wakeley. Um, shame it had to end early. Absolutely. And uh, in typical on a pair fashion, all the best for the future. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Pete. And you're right to mention that final as well, Pete, because he, um, he had a really ropey season that year, but he was captain, wasn't he? And then absolutely smashed, uh, was it 64 for about 20 balls in the final? And got Northants up to about 200, and then bowled, they bowled Surrey out for next to nothing, didn't they? So he uh, yep. turned up when it mattered. 
Yeah, massive, massive arms. Real, kind of really clean swing of the butt as well. Um, yeah, he could clear the rope, couldn't he? Um, good on him. Uh, and I suppose, as is the style of proceedings, uh, we'll finish up the news with Worcestershire Watch. So, um, Daz, what's been happening away from the first team, mate? Well, would you like, first of all, should we go back to Southeast Asia and have a little bit of a Sandeep update? What? Sure would. Sandeep update. He's tweeted in the last uh, couple of days. Um, I'll read out his tweet, actually. Does any leagues, VPS Global, which is the sort of um, technological diplomat service over there. Right, I'm already uh, out of my depth. It's been more than a month since I applied for my UK visa to participate in the T20 Blast and the 100. My flight day is approaching, and every time I call the offices to get updates, I never get a clear answer. I know these are trying times and we are athletes, but we're just trying to do our bit to keep the world entertained in these difficult times. Any support would be highly appreciated. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there, but it sounds like he hasn't got his visa yet to come to the UK. Um, I'll keep an eye on that, and uh, hopefully we'll have some good news for the next one. But uh, certainly worth keeping an eye on. Well, at this rate, mate, the hopes of seeing Sandeep Lamashani at New Road are quickly becoming um, the idea of a memory. If I can get a musical interlude in, I will. But I mean, that is—I mean, if all joking aside, that—that's um, that'd be a real shame because we're really looking forward to seeing him play for Worcestershire. So it sounds like there are some logistical issues in getting him over to the UK. Yeah, fingers crossed they saw today, but we, we have seen it before with sports people not being able to travel at short notice, haven't we? With the, I think it happened in the Darts World Championship as well, didn't it? So um, fingers crossed and let's hope we see him over here. Yeah, let's let's indeed, because you've got yourself a Nepalese flag as well, Daz, haven't you? And we want to fly yeah, that high yeah, and proud for him when he gets Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Um, that's a sad way to start proceedings. Um, what else has been going yeah. on then, mate? I was going to cheer us up, but we'll start with the second 11. Uh, unfortunately, they <laughs> lost this week. <laughs> um they lost by five weeks to Northamptonshire. Now, uh, Dan and Roderick both scored centuries, as Worcestershire scored 321 for three declared. But then due to all the rain and conditions, the two counties both forfeited an innings, which left Northamptonshire needing 322. And they chased it in 69 overs on the last day. So it was a, a good chase from them. Charlie wow. first, 149 for them. Um, yeah, very, very good run chase. Uh, Charlie Morris picked up a couple of wickets. Adam Finch is my man. Mitch Daniel picked up one as well. Northampton's got home by five wickets in that one. Uh, so, unfortunately, a defeat there for Worcestershire. It was a, a one-innings game, and credit to them for trying to get a result out. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. next game is on Bank Holiday Monday against Somerset. That's a T20 game, so we'll look out for that one as well. OK, lovely stuff. Uh, uh, any more for any more, Daz? Yeah, let's talk about the Central Sparks. Let's have some good news now. Yes, let's let's do that. They played at Leeds on Friday night against the Northern Diamonds. Um, They were bowling first, and the Diamonds scored 279 off their 50 overs. Uh, Izzy Wong took 5 for 49 for the Sparks. Now, uh, the Central Sparks, it was a a terrible start to the reply. Both openers were out for Ducks as they fell to 6 for 2. Amy Jones led the recovery. She scored a runner ball 114, but the wickets were falling around her. And it was left to Worcestershire's pair of Sarah Glenn and Emily Arlott to see the Sparks home. And they did it in absolutely superb fashion. 84 off 10 overs they needed with two wickets in hand. And they smashed it with 10 balls to spare. How about that? Yeah, and Green was clearing the fence for fun. She hit six sixes, yeah. didn't she? And people who say, do you know what? The women's game, it just lacks power. There aren't enough sixes. It's not exciting enough. 84 yeah, off the last 10 overs. Well, I ate four off eight and a half overs. Because they did it with 10 balls to yeah. spare. And Glenn, like you say, 71 that out, one four six sixes, uh, and Arnold all that out throughout with, I think, 24 that out at the end as well. So, um, yeah. Hell of an effort. As we record, the Sparks are... Uh, we're, we're recording a little earlier than usual. The Sparks are in action at the moment against Western Storm. They made 295 for seven at Edge Baston, and uh, Amy Jones is at it again. 163 from 114 balls, 17 fours yeah. and six sixes. Did she brought up? Did you catch any of that? She brought up her 150 with an unbelievable shot. She went for a reverse sweep, and the spinner sort of banged a shortish one in. Ended up above her shoulder and just flicked it, sort of a reverse flick back over the keeper. Before it was absolutely incredible shot. Mate, I've been wa- I've been watching the whole thing. She's been uh, absolutely incredible. She had a couple of chances dropped. Anya Shrubshole and and Filer, who opened the bowling, were 
metronomic. Shrubshaw, I mean, she's not quick, but she just don't movement, dip and seem away. She's so hard to get away. They op- the, the opening pair for the um, Storm were excellent. Um, Millie Home found it a little bit tricky, 18 off 41. Never really got going, but did provide a bit of support. And um, Sarah Glenn will be disappointed because she um, she got a half tracker and just looked to um, um, slog sweep it on one knee away, um, but um, but got caught. So not quite as um, not quite as impressive with the bat, the Worcestershire lot this time round. But um, after being 20 for one off 10 overs, 295 for seven from 50. Uh, it's pretty good going. So there we are. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Am I right I'm... in thinking we retweeted the highlights of the Friday's game so people can go and have a look at all those massive sixes? Yeah, yeah, we did that on Friday, but uh, Worcestershire have won since then, so we've retweeted lots of other stuff. So we'll retweet it again today. Yeah, so why not? You can see all those sixes, yeah. And on that note, I suppose it's time to get to the meaty part of the programme. And um, I don't know. I mean... Is it is it too much to uh, to bang out a fanfare? Absolutely not. No, I mean I mean are we overegging this? I feel like we've earned the right. Here we go. Ah, <laughs> oh, feels good. I tell you what, boys, uh, it was uh, it was never really in doubt, was it? No, we always believed it was going to happen, but I've got this little clip from you last week, Jim. It's difficult to see at the moment who we're actually going to beat this year. Uh, that doesn't sound like me. Was that me? <laughs> <laughs> it certainly sounds like you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I might, I might have said that. That's a fair point. What? Um... <laughs> yeah, I suppose in fairness, you are, you are the, the, the voice of positivity and the voice of reason. Have you got? You've probably got something lined up, Pete. I get the sense. Yeah, I think I followed that sentence with uh, with this little uh, with this clip. Yeah. Oh God. I remain hopeful that with Derbyshire this week, as long as the weather holds, back at New Road, members mm. back in the ground, Derby below us, that'll be the one. So let's hope we can celebrate and discuss our first victory <laughs> next week on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a stitch up, but it's fair enough, Pete. You did call it. <laughs> Uh, in fairness, I did say I wouldn't be surprised if we won three on the bounce because we had the players. It was just, you know, it was two disappointing results. Um, but yeah, um, a really, really good victory, and it's it's pleasing. It's pleasing to get that win on the board. Um, for those of you who weren't following it with any great detail, uh, like I said, it was a Worcestershire win by an innings and twenty-three runs. Um, we won the toss yet again, uh, but this time decided to have a bat. But before we get into the detail, uh, team selection, Ed Barnard comes back in. I, I feel reticent to throw this to Pete about squad rotation. I feel like we've covered it, um, but it made sense to have Barnard back, didn't it, boys? It did. I'm not I'm not going to cover rotation, but yeah, you're right. Having Barnard back in just feels better. He gives you uh, good options in, with bat and ball. Um, and then the only other change was Ross Whiteley coming in for Ricky Vessels, and that's something we'd touted in previous weeks. Wasn't quite doing it with the bat, was he? Uh, had a good pre-season, but hadn't followed it up. So uh, Ross Whiteley coming in as, as well was the other change. Yeah, and Whiteley was scoring runs for fun in the seconds. It, you felt like it had to happen, really. Um, so that's fair enough. But, um, I mean, things started pretty disastrously for Worcestershire because um, uh, Daryl Mitchell went for the first ball of the innings, LBW to Connors, and we feared the worst, didn't we? Collectively and individually. But 421 all out and in good time, 121 and a bit overs. Um, I think uh, Haynes made 97 and looked fabulous doing it. Um, another great knock from Barnard. Really good support from um, Dolivera and Cox. So um, what do we make of that batting performance then, boys? It's been, it's been a while since we'd got a decent total on the board. Yeah, it is. Uh, the most pleasing thing for me was the middle order. You mentioned Jack Haynes, 97. Uh, Ross Whiteley looked good, actually, before he played a bit of a daft shot to get out for 22. But Brett, 71, and Ben Cox, 49. Um, that's where we've been been lucky with the bat this year. So for the middle orders to stand up and, and be counted was, was really pleasing. And generally, can't really criticise it. So, yeah, absolutely brilliant stuff. Well, you say you can't criticise it. Forgive me, I'm going to. Um, <laughs> only a little bit. Look, it was really good. The fact that we got we got bowled out, I think, really helped us as well in terms of the game moving on because we, we, we scored at a reasonable rate. I thought there were still some soft dismissals. I don't think Derbyshire actually bowled that well. I thought the Mitchell first baller wasn't very clever. The Libby run out was just... It was a muck-up. J- Jack Haynes basically sold him down the river. It happens, but it was soft. And the Whiteley dismissal, I thought, was rubbish. You know, I thought he just... It was just um, a flat-footed, and he just 
hung his bat out there and nicked off to the slips. I thought it was a really, really soft dismissal. So I found that frustrating. Um, but as you point out, I thought um, Dolavera's seventy-one was really gutsy and gritty, and he was like, "We're not. There's not going to be. A, a, there's not going to be a procession of wickets here, because we were precarious. We were precarious at um, one hundred and fifteen for four, given how things could easily go. But I thought Dolavera was a really determined. Not Cox looked back to his usual sort of fluent self, and Barnard, I thought his ninety was fabulous. I thought it was so controlled and so well paced. Ninety off one hundred and twenty balls." Um, punished anything that was poor, got well in behind everything else. And uh, Jack Haynes is going to be, uh, I think he's going to be a big deal, that lad, isn't he? After you've run out, um, Libby, was absolutely top-notch because he could have, a young lad could have, he said could have gone there, couldn't it? I've, I've made a mistake. I've, we've lost our best batsman in the team now, uh, but he, he knuckled down and he was looking absolutely superb. He knocked pretty over the, over the uh, mid-wicket's head for a six. Tried to do it again, actually, for the for the wicket, didn't he? Which uh, didn't quite come off. But uh, Yeah. You mentioned it, didn't you, Daz, on, on the WhatsApp when, when Libby got run out? You said, Haynes needs to get a score here. Just, just yeah. for his own mental health, almost, you know. Yeah, and absolutely. And he did. He he looked brilliant. The shot he played to get out was stupid, but it happens. I mean, it was a. I don't think it was stupid. He just didn't didn't catch it right. Yeah, I mean, well, it was an absolute dross delivery. Critchley was bowling rubbish all day. Another short leg side half volley. Oh yeah, he he, oh, he could. Of that, thanks very much. He just didn't catch it, did he? It was a good catch as well in the deep. It was a good catch, but he could have hit it anywhere. And when you're on 97, I'd be you know I'd be thinking just pull that in front of square through wide long on have yourself a two or a four get yourself a hundred and then you know it was it was a it was a dirge delivery and he'd seen a few and you're right he'd, 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 he'd cleared the rope a couple of times to similar deliveries you just feel at 97 I, I think he's got the calm. mental ability to, to not let it worry him I, yeah, I, I, I don't think he's worried about it looking at his interview and like I say the way he recovered after the the, the Libby run out I, I think it's a fine shot to, uh, not a fine shot I think it's a fair enough shot to play so didn't execute it correctly. Well, I think we we will disagree on the shot, does, but I think you're absolutely right about you know I I don't think it's going to be a problem for him. You know, I, you no. get you get the feeling that he's just he's such a well put together cricketer. He's got every shot imaginable. He's got a really good temperament, and he just seems like an, a, a tuned in guy, doesn't he? And you're right, the interview he gave was really great, and you just thought, yeah, this isn't going to be a problem. He just, I think ultimately, I think it was a bit of a rush of blood to the head. It wasn't a good decision. But if he'd have middled it for six, we'd have been calling him an absolute legend. But as it stands, batsmen like hundreds, and he's got himself 97. But I don't uh, think... Uh, I, I, I can sort of see where you're coming from, and I do agree with your comments, Jim, about a few soft dismissals, but I think we can uh, put that one behind us this week and, and be all agreed that he's a super talent and it's not going to be long before he's raising his bat for three figures. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame he didn't get three figures, but you're absolutely right. And I, I'm, I'm being hypercritical here because, um, because why wouldn't you be? That's sort of why we're here, to, to pay attention. But yeah, as I mentioned, I think the fact that we got bowled out for 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 what we did and in quick time wasn't a bad thing for moving the game forward. So four two one all out from one hundred and twenty one overs. I'll take that all day long. And um, uh, we you know we 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 were in control from that point really. So yeah, it's it's just nice to feel good about it, isn't it? I think um, there are some really real uh, really positive signs there. To Derbyshire's first innings. I think, again, a much improved performance this time with the ball. Um, Derbyshire didn't help themselves towards the end of their innings, but I think we probably should start with um, Pennington, shouldn't we, Pete? Oh, yeah, brilliant. I mean, I keep using these superlatives, but yeah, he was superb all game. Standout man, really. Leach said so in the interview afterwards. I think in um, consecutive innings, he took his two best figures with four for 44 in the first innings and then a five for in the second. So he consistently put the ball in the right areas. He was aggressive. He looked really up for it um, mm. towards the end of the of the first innings. And he, yeah, just, just brilliant with the ball. Followed on from his performance last week because I think he was one of the players that came out with some praise from us from last week. So uh, yeah, uh, good good to see him in good form. Yeah, useful with the bat at number 11. Really good for a number 11. Useful with the bat in, in the first innings. And yes, 4 for 44 from just under 20 overs. Fabulous. It was a good all-round team performance. Wicket shared about 2 for 64 for Leach, 2 for 53 for Barnard, 2 for 78 for um, Alzari Joseph. It felt like a bowling unit, and that's something that we haven't really experienced yet this season. It felt like a coherent, well-thought-out, well-planned bowling performance, and that was quite reassuring. Yeah, Joe Leach said afterwards, if you look at the sort of economy rates of the bowlers, they, they sort of backed each other up. And I, by his own admission, he said that they've not done it as a unit this season, maybe in the first innings against Knotts when we got them to follow on. Um, but really, they 
they haven't really done it, but they did in this game. Um, I thought it was a little bit of a sad sight towards the end of the innings with Alzari Joseph bowling with alongside Mitchell waiting for the new ball. But he managed to get his breakthrough. And after he got that breakthrough, he looked like a different bowler. He was really firing it in. And really, uh, you know, him and, and Pennington bowling aggressively at the very end, coupled with, as you say, Jim, some uh, Derbyshire errors, uh, meant that we could enforce a follow-up. Yeah, I was well, Daz, you mentioned it last week about Luke Fletcher and he was just like, I'm just going to hit the top of off. I'm going to hit the top of off and let the seam do a little bit, let the pitch do a little bit and good luck to you. And it felt like for once we'd actually, we, we were bemoaning the fact that Worcestershire just weren't doing it. Uh, and this time round they actually they did. They were attacking the top of off stump and then Alsari Joseph was using a bit of aggression. Um, I would say that I, I, I wasn't really as in love with Alsari Joseph's performance as as others were. I felt like he just... He, he had some real great wicket-taking deliveries in him. He bowled some absolute jaffers. He bowled with some aggression and some pace, which was great, but he couldn't put two balls in the same spot in a row. And I found it really frustrating. And, I, you know, I just feel like the wickets the wickets here just didn't suit him. If he was on a hard, bouncy track, if he was in Perth or something, I think he'd be an absolute dynamite bowler. And he's got all the raw talent. But I just thought, just, just bowl two balls in the same spot in a row, please. And there's a lot of leg-side stuff. It's very good against the tails, isn't it? But any decent batsman is picking him off. The good balls he bowls are, say, flat batted them back because he's not bowling two or three in a row. He's not bowling a good over. He's bowling six good deliveries in the space of four or five overs. Um, and they say it'll, he cleans up the tail pretty well, but um, it's, it's no good having somebody just to do that, is it? Yeah, and that's a really good point. He was really good against the tail, wasn't he? But he just he didn't yeah, look that dangerous against the top order. That's a really good point. I agree with you uh, there, but I mean, I have to say, um, I mean, ultimately he signed off on a high, so so that's a that's a good thing, pleasing for him. And also the uh, uh, Joseph versus Sam Connors battle in the first innings was hilarious. Yeah. Connors didn't want anything <laughs> yeah. to do with it. He was backing yeah. away, revealing his stunt. Yeah. He was trying to duck underneath it. It was it was hilarious to watch. There was a, it was really really good fun when the um, when uh, Hughes went when Pennington got um, Hughes to nick off to Cox. Um, at two went from two fifty to six to two fifty for seven. It then got really interesting because Connors and Melton are legitimate number elevens, and it was a race. There was twenty twenty one runs they needed to avoid the follow on. Um, so things got really tasty because the realistic, if we're honest, I mean it's a great victory, but if if Derbyshire use their noggins and just get past the follow on target, we're going to have to bat till lunchtime on day four, most likely, and bowling them out in two sessions in the sunshine was going to be tough. For us to win that game, it would have been really tough without enforcing the follow-on. So I think Derbyshire made some slightly rubbish decisions on not protecting Connors and Melton, and that's on Critchley, who ended up 81 not out. But it was so entertaining, because Joseph was just spitting fire, Pennington was just on a length, and just saying, hit me if you dare, and they were trying to edge towards it. There were balls going down the leg side, Cox was making these ridiculous stops to prevent the buys going for four, which meant that they wouldn't reach the follow-on target. So there's like, a, again, this little game within a game. And we took the last four wickets for 20 runs. It was poor cricket from Derbyshire, really, but it was fabulous bowling from um, from Worcestershire and really, really good fun to watch. Yeah, you're right to mention Cox as well. And Dolly was superb in the field, saving everything. And um, it just proves that every run's vital, isn't it? Because it's a hell of a lot more difficult for us to win that game if they score one more run in the first innings. Yeah, and um, uh, but they got there, and at the, I mean, we're absolutely buzzing. It's the joy of county. People think county cricket's boring, but you have all these little little subtexts and little um, bits of context. I mean, watching Connors basically take guard just outside the pavilion because he's so frightened <laughs> that he's going to get hit by Joseph. It's amazing. Like, you can see all these stumps. <laughs> can I um, can I just say though, in the interest of fairness, that uh, whilst we criticised Derby's inning towards the end, another good knock by Matt Critchley, who at one point in that innings. Uh, finished 81 not out, but he became the county championship leading run scorer um, during that inning. So whilst we can criticise Derby to a degree, um, we do have to hold our hands up and say it was a, a good knock by him. Yeah, well, I mean, in fairness, we, we were saying that if you play against Worcestershire, you'll get 100. Uh, and he, he's ma- he was mainly top of the batting. He scored the most runs in county cricket, mainly because he scored 250 runs against Worcestershire in three innings. So, you know, we've done him a favour there, haven't we? Um, but that is a fair point. Critchley has been fabulous against us in both games, but I felt like he should have he should have been protecting Connors and Melton more. Uh, it was it was thought it was odd, really, taking singles on the second ball of an over. I'd agree with that. Yeah, 
Um, but that, but we'll take it. It was great. It was fabulous viewing. Uh, yes, so 270... Yeah, how long catches as well? You, very... We haven't done all season. Very good point. Very good catches in the slips, and Pops took a, a blinder. Was it Hughes, I think, he, he took? And the Haynes one, that was a hell of a catch, really. I looked straight at him, but it was really flashed at that one uh, for Hudson Prentice, wasn't it? Yeah, it great really reactions. Really Absolutely um, great reaction catch. And then uh, obviously there's one in the second innings as well for Fell. So. Absolutely right. Mitchell and Fell uh, and Haynes are taking everything at the moment. And that helps, doesn't it? So 270 all out. And then Derbyshire are really up against it because 151 behind, uh, essentially, because of the extended day because of bad weather on Friday. They had to stay late on Saturday uh, and they were in real bother, weren't they? So um, an early breakthrough for uh, Pennington, who, as Pete pointed out, got career-best figures for the second innings in a row, five for 32 from 14 overs, and he was just he was just bang on it, wasn't he? He was. I, I didn't see much of the start of the second innings uh, because that's at the point that I was at the spa. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, and I didn't have my phone on me. So it was a lovely surprise to find out that we got them six down by the close of play. Yeah, well, that's the difference, isn't it, Daz? We're there grafting, making our notes, making sure yeah, that we it. see things that other people don't. And <laughs> and Pete, Pete and his missus are at Malvern Spa living the life of Riley. <laughs> Good on you, Pete. You deserve it, Tiger. Right, Um. so Daz. Um, yeah, 93 for six at the close. The game is as good as dead, really. Um, it, yeah. needed, it needed the early breakthrough. Um, but um, Pennington, and again, uh, Joseph, who I thought bowled um, much better in the second innings. I think you you were really impressed as a, from the bowling unit as a whole in just the aggression and hostility that they bowled with. Yeah, again, particularly on that last day towards the the, the tail, they were absolutely superb, weren't they? Some well-directed short deliveries uh, and, and Pennington finding a length consistently, which he did against Knotts, really, but he, he was backed up this week and uh, he ended up with the rewards to show for it. So it shows, doesn't it, you... You can bowl well and not have the rewards if you, if, um, you haven't got the backup of your teammates. This week he did have that backup and he got the reward for it, the, the fourfer and the fifer. And, and talking about backup from his teammates, just meant to that foul catch again to get rid of Critchley because that was an absolute stunning right-handed dive. Yeah. Uh, first slip, one-handed catch. Um, and it went like a rocket, didn't it? And it just he stuck his hand out, grabbed. It was, yeah, it was some really yeah. good slip catching. I think I'd... Gone from dropping everything to catching everything. It's brilliant. Yeah. Mind you, we, maybe it helps if you've got warm hands and the sun's out, but I think professional yeah, cricket, just, just catch it, you know. Yeah. Um, no, 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 you know, you could say that about a club cricketer, can't you? But these, mm. these, these guys know what they're doing. Worcestershire bowled up Derbyshire for 128. The wickets were shared around. As we mentioned, Penton got a five for He was fabulous. Leach won for 17 from 13 overs. Barnard not for um, no wickets, 25 runs off 12. So economical if nothing else. Joseph, two for 28. And uh, Dolavira bowled really nicely, I thought. 12 overs, 2 for 21. Dolavira's actually bowled with some really good control this season, but none of the seamers could seem to bowl with the same level of discipline. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we've been also bemoaning the fact that we don't seem to be able to build sufficient pressure. Um, yeah, we seem true. to re- yeah. release the valve a little bit too often. I think on, on the dead wickets where there's no hope of getting a wicket, we've bowled of real discipline and managed to at least keep things tight. On wickets where it looks a bit more promising, for some reason, we just, I don't know whether it's trying too hard or, you know, not playing two games in a row because of the rotation policy or what have you, but I thought um, really built pressure. I know Derbyshire are trying to save the game, but if they've got any sense, they want to bat past our total and ask us to bat again and try and, you know. Um, well, it's so- strange things have happened, haven't they, from their point of view? So, you know, it could, have gone, it could still have gone wrong uh, on Sunday morning, but uh, we wrapped it up well, very quickly. Was- for them as well, they were, um, they were uh, from their point of view, they were remembering the game against us when we were in a similar position and we managed to bat through and save the draw. So, from their point of view, the game was still live. But, yeah, unfortunately, it was uh, the damage was done by the end of the third day. Yeah, I, I think, for me, the, the Derbyshire second innings, when we bowled them out for 1-8, that was the most pleasing thing about the whole game. Because I felt like um, every wicket was earned and deserved. Derbyshire, we, I think we just pummeled them into submission. There were a few dismissals there where you just thought, they don't want this. Derbyshire do not want this. And we're at them. Yeah. We're at their throat. And it was aggressive. And the skill the skill and the execution of those skills, I hate that phrase, execution, but that's what they say now. Uh, I thought it was a it was a fabulous all-round performance. I know Pennington was the star with the, with the five wickets, but we didn't give them anything. And they could, on that deck, you'd have felt like they could have easily made 270, 280 and said, all right, then how quick do you want to make the next 150 runs? They could have made life difficult for us, but we were we were on their throat and we didn't let them go. 
Um, so that was the most pleasing for me. I thought we were we were ruthless. Uh, and Can I was... just say though, uh, with um, feeling quite smug about uh, predicting the result, I think I also said on the WhatsApp chat towards the end that uh, Pennington will get his fiver and Joseph will take the last wicket. Yeah, that's a brilliant idea, Pete. What you've done is you've picked the two bowlers who were bowling at the time and bowling quite well. <laughs> yeah, that's inspired. At the, at, at the well two done, number mate. 11s. Yeah, in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right, Pete. Nostradamus de Sonberg, we'll call you now. Yeah. Um, it's um. Look, I mean, it, the thing is, I mean, Derbyshire, I thought were poor. We had the best of the conditions. It was very much in our favour. Um, and they are bottom for a reason. But it must be said, a this game is a lot more fun when you win, and b, I mean, you could tell the players when you saw when they bowled Derbyshire out just shy of the follow-on target and then went at them in the second innings. They're up for this. I was worried whether people were kind of half on holiday because the past couple of weeks have been pretty poor. They were really up for this and they really wanted it. And it was really good to see a competitive, aggressive Worcestershire side again that felt coherent. I totally agree. I think we should have the fanfare again to celebrate. What, double fanfare? Yeah. Are we getting ahead of our... All right, we'll, we'll, in, we'll indulge ourselves. We'll indulge ourselves just for once. We'll, du- we'll double down on fanfare fun. There you are, Daz, just for you. Oh, yes. Yes. Come on, come on, you pairs. Yeah, <laughs> so there we are. Um, so, I mean, in terms of tables, I mean, oddly, we are now up to fourth. We're only, what, 13 points off top? I know we've, we've played the same game as the amount of games as six. We've got Durham and we've got Warwickshire, both at New Road. I mean, we, we daren't. We daren't, we daren't dream of three wins on the bounce to leave us in second position, dare we? Let's do it, see what happens. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean I've you'd got... say odds are against us, but with uh, home conditions and uh, good result this time round, you know, start with a win against Durham and go from there. Yeah, I mean, if we're honest, we, we, we have played a game more than Nottinghamshire, Warwickshire and Durham and Derbyshire, so it's going to be a tough art. But who, look, who cares? We've, we've won a game, it's good to know. I think it's probably worth pointing out that oh, I thought it was a really good cricket wicket as well. Um, the, the the pitch has been absolutely shambolic for the start of the season for reasons that you know there's nothing they could do about it, but um, there was just enough movement there. But it was still a decent deck. It wasn't it wasn't rapid by any stretch. But I thought fair enough to the ground staff to provide a good competitive cricket wicket that had enough in it for everybody. That's an excellent point, that Jim. Thank you very much. Now, Peter De Nostradamus. Um, <laughs> um, next week's game. Yes. Uh, we're at home to Durham. We owe them one. Uh, what's what's going to happen? Because you predict these things. Go on, Pete. Oh, you've put me on the spot now. Uh, I predict that it is going to be another pairs victory, and we're we're going to do it. Uh, not not by an innings. It's going to be a close one, but we're just going to get over the line. Okay, very well. I'd have just accepted a Worcestershire win, which you contractually have to say as a Worcestershire podcast. But you've now given me a bit more detail. Um, Pete, I believe in you. Let's hope so. Anyway, have you got the um, total score in the first innings, Pete, for batting purposes. Oh, that's a that's a good point. Get get your pens and paper out. Come on, then, Pete. Yeah. I'm uh, fair. This will be investigated by somebody somewhere. So I think we better move on. <laughs> yeah, we we would we, we would not fare well in prison us a lot, would we? Let's be honest. I'm going leg side wide, second delivery of the third over. All right. Well, we're never going to see Daz ever again. We're just going to use the phrase Indian betting syndicate and he'll be done. Um, anyway, on that on that alarming hint of criminality. Now, this. Honours board. There we go. The uh, honour pair honours board. It's our opportunity to acknowledge the fine performances of players that don't play for Worcestershire. Um, so, uh, let's go back to our... That's Daryl Butler. Who do you like this Hello. week, mate? How you doing? I'm, I'm all right. We've done the intros. I like what we're going... Who do you like then? Come on, who, who impressed well, you this week? I've mentioned a couple here, so I'm going to do a couple of honourable mentions. One for Hashim Amla for his 173 against uh, Gloucestershire. I'm not picking him, though, because I've already picked him once. And I'm also going to mention um, Saki Bermud, who took 5 for 47 on the last day for Lancashire up against uh, Yorkshire in the Roses match. Um, But I'm going to go for one that I think you might criticise me for. So I'm looking forward to an argument with Pete. I'm going to go to (laughs) Warwickshire, and I'm going to go for Will Rhodes, the skipper. Um, they made 341 in the first innings. He made 91 of them. He then took a couple of wickets in the second innings, two for 24. Another 63 in the Warwickshire second innings out of their 264. 
and then kept it nice and tight and picked up another wicket in the, the, the fourth innings as well. That's why it should run out winners by 170 runs. So nothing absolutely spectacular, but a really good all-round performance from the captain. Captain side to the win as well. Will Rhodes is my pick. Right. Well, before we get into the obvious bickering with Pete, um, well, do you know what? I mean, I think it's a good shout. I know what you mean. It's difficult. This week's going to be quite difficult because there are lots of really good collective team performances without that many real standout yeah. star showings. No kind of like um, eight furs and seven furs and yeah, that's right. winning 200s and that sort of thing. It was a I mean, really you could have good. Have a shout for uh, Burgess as well for Warwickshire. He put in a, a couple of good. Well, certainly an eighty in the second. Top scored in the second. His name took a few catches. So. Yeah, Briggs. Um, Briggs bowling um, Briggs twenty twenty five overs, four for thirty six to bowl him out in the second innings. That's yeah. the tricky bit. I mean, he, here's my thinking. I don't want to put all the pressure on Pete by saying yes, Rhodes gets in. I think it's a great performance. I think is it a match winning performance? No. They ultimately won by 170 runs. I think it's a fabulous all-round performance, and I like your thinking behind it. I think it's an honourable mention, and I'm not going to accept it on the honours board. There we are. If he'd scored, scored 16 more, he scored 154 runs. If he'd scored 16 more, would you have put him on? If he'd got 100, uh, oh, I mean, possibly. It'd still be a coin toss, mate, because for the honours board, I feel like it's got to be an exceptional contribution I think it's going to be difficult for everyone this week, so I am going to I go. Should have played it safe. Should have gone Amla. Oh, I think. I think in hindsight, Amla probably would have got you on. So yeah. I'm. I'm going to say in this instance, Daryl Butler, it's a no from me, Peter Sonberg. Well, I think uh, I've known Daz a long time, and it's, he continues to misjudge me. I, I'm not always out for a fight with him. I, I was willing to go with it, but I think you're right, Jim. But I do like the fact that he's really, he's laid an olive branch over to the uh, our friends in the other W Shire. So, um, well done, Daz. Uh, good, good pick. But yeah, an honourable mention for me. Two yeah. weeks in a row that you've uh, knocked me off, which constitutes bullying, I'm afraid, chaps. You are very bullyable, Daz. You just kind of have to move on. Um, I think it's also important that we've got this. This is quite um quite a sacred thing. The uh, the honors board. We can't just be chucking people on willy nilly. It's important. People have got to earn this. This is a big deal. Yeah, I mean it's it's oh, resulted in well, England calling. That's a, that's a good point, Pete. People are getting England recognition because of us, and I think you know we, point, yeah. we you know we have a serious responsibility here. It does so I I think your your logic is sound. Your decision is good. It's just, I think he's not quite there. The difference between 91 and 100, mate, you know, it's those little things. Well, if he got 97, that would have been okay, because that's as good as a ton, isn't it, Jim? Well, it, it's, if you're conceding uh, those... you pointed out last week on the... Uh... Yeah, I think the, the problem here is that if you apply intelligence and logic, if you're conceding 97 runs, it's the same as conceding 100 runs, really, over a four-day game. But if you're a batsman who gets out for 97 instead of 100, that batsman's going to be annoyed at whatever level they're playing at. As well, you know. Um, so, Pete, who do you like for the honours board? I'll deal with you later, Daz. Right, so I'm staying in one game. I'm staying Middlesex versus Leicestershire. It was the two teams struggling in that group. Leicestershire were bottom, having not won a game. And they didn't get off to a very good start. Middlesex posted 295. Uh, Leicestershire were skittled out for 136. Um, Middlesex then went on to post 218, leaving Leicestershire a target of 370. Now, it's a toss-up between two players here. Um, there was Marcus Harris scored a brilliant 185 um, off 311 balls. But I'm actually going for the Leicestershire captain, Colin Ackerman. He guided his team home, was not out 126 off 263 balls. Um, he bowled, he bowled OK, good economy, didn't take any wickets, but put in a good shift with the ball, took a few catches. But he was there at the end, leading his side home. So my nomination is Colin Ackerman. I, I mean, right. Daz, do you want to bat first on this one? No. OK, Sorry. very well. Uh, in... <laughs> Sorry. Colin Ackerman, Sorry, 100... chasing 300... 378 for five, and it was in 123 overs. So it wasn't, it wasn't you know, a counter. They had to get a wriggle on towards the end. It's a brilliant knock. Uh, it's a captain's innings. It's a decent strike rate. And if you think about the fact that they were... Um, they, they lost their first wicket with a score on two, and they were 83 for two... After 33 overs, that's a, that's moving slow. They had, you know, they had to go some. So I think it's a brilliant knock, and I think it's a no-brainer. I think Ackerman's on, and fair play to him. He's clearly, I mean, he he was the, he wasn't playing, but he was a captain when Leicester were trying to manufacture a result. I think it was against Glamorgan. So he's clearly looking to win games of cricket. I like that. It's the non-English way. I'm sticking him on. 
That's why I've gone for it as well, because he's the captain and Leicestershire have now got their first win and they've uh, replaced Middlesex and, and Middlesex now bottom of the table. So, yeah, it's the captain element that's tipped him over the edge for me rather than that, not from Marcus Harris. OK, then. Uh, Daz, what do you yeah, think? totally agree. Uh, absolutely fantastic knock. Won his team the game. You've said it all, really. I can't really add to that. So, yeah, well done. Lovely stuff. OK, right. I'm afraid I'm going to be terribly disappointing and I'm going to revisit uh, the game at Grace Road. Um, and oh no it's not Grace Road anymore it's, it's Upton Steel County Ground ridiculous oh. <laughs> Upton Upton Steel County Ground it's not Grace Road um, that was, they, that, that's Leicestershire is it Upton yeah. Steel County Ground yep what yeah you know branding um, anyway um, I'm so on board with Pete's decision but I have to go with Harris for his 185 because if you're going to chase down 370 odd to win a game you need a daddy 100 at least one. You need someone to get a big hundred. And uh, Azard made one. Evans made 26. Harris coming in at number three. It's a pivotal moment. They lose the third wicket cheaply. Then they're just batting out for a draw and hoping for the best. 185. 311 balls. 21 fours. 1-6. He was there for 409 minutes. Strike rate, of, strike rate of nearly 60. So it's by far the best strike rate of anybody. Batted longer than anybody. Contributed more runs. Fabulous knock. So I am going for... Marcus Harris. I'm all for that because that, not only is that Harris and Ackerman in partnership, that's uh, Dale and Disonberg in partnership as well. So good work, Jim. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cringy and sickening, but Pete, uh, <laughs> I mean, technically being bedfellows here, um, I'll buy you dinner. Uh, Daz, right, I, I feel like yeah. it's all on you, Tiger. Cringy, sickening, bullying, but fair enough, you can't argue with it, can you? <laughs> bullying. <laughs> pick, pick someone who's got 100, mate. I know you're all for people making 97, but, you know. Two hundreds, two honours boards. Lesson learned. Right. Playing it safe. I'll go for Team Amler again. <laughs> Just basically pick someone in the Surrey top five every week, does, and you're guaranteed to get yeah. on. <laughs> Can we change the name of this section to um, Players Who Got 100? Yeah, why not? Yeah, let's just yeah, let's do that. Well, it's either that or players that get their team over the line, does, which you're particularly keen on. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Um, anyway, before before this turns into basically a, a slanging match, we don't want virtual punches thrown over a phone line, do we? No one wants that. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so two Leicestershire batsmen get on the honours board. Plenty of honourable mentions as well. We'll uh, we'll finish up by having a quick a quick whiz round the grounds so we know what happens. Um, yet again, more big victories. Uh, Durham got comfortably beaten at Chester Street by Essex. Essex win by 195 runs. A brilliant all-round team performance, but Durham got skittled out for 99 in their first innings. It's always going to be difficult to recover from there. As was mentioned, Warwickshire 170 runs um, victors over Nottinghamshire. And a really strong all-round performance. And a shout-out to Rhodes there, who did have a great all-round performance. Worcestershire win by an innings and 23. Can't be unhappy with that. Surrey win by an innings and 47 runs against Gloucestershire, which we've mentioned. Lancashire, massive victory against Yorkshire. Yorkshire were in real trouble early on. This game was only going to go one way after about the first 10 overs. They were 26, uh, 21 for 6 at one point. Um, and uh, we're in 159 all out in the end. Lancashire, 509 for 9 declared in response. Yorkshire falling well short, so they were comfortably beaten. Um, and uh, Northamptonshire win by seven wickets against Sussex. Northants having a really good, a really good season. They're one of those sorts of unfashionable counties, aren't they? I hate that term, but unfashionable counties having a cracking season. They're pushing Yorkshire all the way for the second spot in the third group. Um, so there we are. Um, another week, really, of really fascinating and really entertaining county cricket, boys. Absolutely right. You're right about Northamptonshire as well. It's sort of a, another county like us, aren't they? With uh, bigger teams sort of on the doorstep and uh, just always punches above their weight. Fair play to them. And you say they're uh, right up Yorkshire's tail now. So be interested to see which way that uh, third group goes. I think Lancashire are definitely through in that one. And it'll and be between Yorks and Northampton to, to join them. And of course, the um, the only uh, the only county to have had a batsman dismissed by members of the Honour Pair podcast. Absolutely, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. Credit to De Sonberg and Butler for um for skittling out <laughs> Northants batsman when it matters. Well done, boys. Anyway, if you don't know what that's about, revisit. I think it was episode four. It's unbelievable and it's brilliant. But these boys from the stands got someone triggered. You've got to admire it. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, and it's time for any other business. 
So we didn't actually figure out what we were going to do for any other business, did we, last week? Because we were too busy doing ridiculous food puns. It was mainly my fault. I am sorry. Um, so any other business this week? Daz, what have we gone for and why? Well, I got a little bit annoyed, didn't I, on Sunday morning when Pennington took his fifth wicket and the graphics on the screen uh, called it a five-wicket bag. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I angry messaged you too, saying, what's wrong with the word haul? Yeah. So cricketing terms that we like and don't like. So uh, it, it linked to a five-wicket haul. My favourite's probably the Michelle for a fifer, for obvious reasons. And the other one I've, I've mentioned is uh, something that the commentators actually said on Saturday, and I've heard a couple of times already this season, when they're talking about fielding positions, and they refer to a short, deep mid-wicket. What on earth is that? That's just a mid-wicket, isn't it? <laughs> I've heard it two or three times this season. A short, deep mid-wicket. That, right, OK, so a short, deep mid-wicket is not a thing. <laughs> is it? It's like, it's a short mid-wicket, it's a mid-wicket or yeah. a deep mid-wicket. Or a deep mid-wicket, surely. I'm not being thick here, am I? <laughs> no, Dad, you're not being thick. It's nonsense, and I'm with you. Go on, your favourite, well, go on. My, my favourite cricketing term is shell for a fifer, and my least favourite, short, deep mid-wicket, because I've got no idea what it means. <laughs> can't argue with that. Lovely stuff. For the record, I really liked, I really liked it when it said um, a five-wicket bag. I, I mean, mean I don't... You like American football, don't you? I do. I love American football. I'm, yeah, I, there you go. Um, but five wicket bag. It's 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 odd, but I kind of it pleased me. It pleased me. I was all right with it. Um, Pete, favourite and un, unfavoured cricket terminology. What have you got? Well, I don't know if I've got some favourite cricket terminology, but there's there's something that Daz always goes off at me about, which is when commentators are trying to do their best to describe shots that batsmen make. And Daz has always asked me what the difference is between a nudge and a nerdle and all these little uh, other things they say to describe generally glanced shots down to third man or fine leg. And it's these things that sort of wind me up when it comes to cricket commentary. OK, fair enough. Well, I mean... I don't know. I think a nudge and a nerdle are pretty much the same thing. Uh, if you want, I'll clarify for you. Out, a, a nerdle is a nudge, but when you use your wrists, I think, just to turn it into yeah. a gap. I think that's about all I can work out. But it I doesn't make any sense to me. I think a nudge is in front of square, a nerdle is behind square. The other one is a tickle. They always say tickled it down to fine leg. Yeah. That's solid. That's a well, it's, it's a gentle caress, isn't it? Uh, it's a fair point. <laughs> and it's nerdle, nerdle is just, um, it sounds nice. It's a little bit like when um, Bumble says a dibbly-dobbly or a dibbly-dobbler, <laughs> you know, for, for someone who is a, a Mitchell-esque medium pacer when he just sort of puts it there, um, which I quite, I quite like. There's... Um, I mean, just to move off cricket for a moment, my biggest pet hate, as you know, is darts when Wayne Mardell says pop, pop when players do a checkout. But that's a whole other story for a different day. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not a story for a different day. That's a story for a therapist because you are <laughs> mental about Wayne Mardell going pop, pop. Uh, he's he's pop, an acquired pop. taste, as with all commentators. Um, but you see what he's going there. He's it's like he's not he's not looking around the board. It's just that quick release. It's not thinking about it. It's that instinctive, intuitive. Um, two dark combination finishes that we all love. Anyway, that is. Did you enjoy topic. Paddington going pop, 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 pop on the on the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Jim, quick, what are your terms? Quick, yeah, let's move on. Me. Right, okay. Well, th- th- I mean, there's loads of them. I, all, again, biased spinning terms are always the best. They just are googly. Try and say googly without being slightly joyous. Right, it's not possible. Googly and wrongen for a wrist spinning delivery that actually goes the other way. So it turns the opposite way that you sort of yeah. expect. I always quite liked Beamer. I was always petrified of getting Beamers in the nets in case I died, because when you were a kid, you always had those stories about getting hit with a cricket ball and your head explodes. I always loved the term um, lid for helmet. That really satisfied yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Um, the So I really like Rongan. That's just pleasing, because Rongan in any context I think is amusing. It feels <laughs> like a like a Ray Winston staple term. Yeah, you're Rongan. Um <laughs> The thing that really annoys me, Nasser Hussain and Shane Warne do this a lot. They refer to the new ball as an, the new nut or the new cherry. Yes, I'm the, with you on this. The nut particularly, he's got himself a new nut. I don't like it. I don't know why it bothers me, yeah. but it does. There's loads of stupid yeah, stuff as well. Like um, when I was playing club cricket, I, some people would refer to spinners as the step and fetch it's, and I think that's rubbish. 
and disrespectful, quite frankly, and I'll fight anyone who disrespects spinners. <laughs> so those sorts of little things I find find quite annoying. Um, but yeah, something um, that annoys me with the new ball as well is when when it's due, they always say, "Well, they've taken the second new board." <laughs> no, it's not. It's the first new board. That's a very <laughs> good point, Dan. You use is the ball, and then you use the new board. Well, the, the first ball, the first ball you use is the brand first new. Ball is the ball, isn't it? Yeah, I know it's new. I may. Uh, this it's, it's just calling it the second new ball, weird. Okay, I think you don't say after one over they're using the first new ball, do they? That's a very good point. I feel like a, a film, like a, a Tom Cruise, a few good men courtroom drama situation building yeah. here about the cricketing terminology and the use of new ball and yeah. second new ball. Daz, I think that's. I think second we're on to a winner. You don't need to the second new ball. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Fair enough. I, I, I. That is. It annoys me. I'm clearly. It's um. <laughs> What I've found it. We're generally quite annoyed humans, aren't we? Um, we're generally quite annoyed. We've won by nearly. We've found lots to winch about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. It's well, been can, like... I, can I uh, put it back to a, a positive note then and set us some homework for next week? Oh, yeah. Go on, Pete. Right. So we've uh, had fans back in the ground this week, which was lovely to see. It was lovely to hear that hum on the commentary as well. And by all accounts, New Rose sounds like they did a brilliant job getting people back in. So well done that to was them. The pitching, wasn't it? The hum on commentary. so with fans back in and uh, a brilliant victory for the pairs can i ask you for next week please what's your favorite new road memory oh pete that's a that's a juicy one isn't it and we got any parameters no 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 parameters at all it can be a game you've played in at New Road, Jim, if, uh, if that's something you've done or something you've seen. I what, have. Whatever works. I have, I have opened the batting at New Road and hit the first ball of an innings for six once. Um, well, that's I, Jim's done for next week then. So, uh, and, any, uh, I, didn't, I didn't normally open the batting. It just happened once. And I waited, genuinely true. I, this, I, was, I've, I waited another, I think, 15 years before I hit another six in a competitive game of cricket. 15 years. <laughs> Um, anyway, less of that. Any, so, any parameters, any context, favourite memory of New Road? Yes? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I love that. We're back on track. I feel like we've finally got a sensible and possibly um, emotional return to any other business. Well done, gentlemen. Uh, and on that note, I think it's time that we um, get ourselves into the sunshine, crack another beer, and think about what has been a fabulous weekend's cricket if you're a Pairs fan. If you want to get hold of us, then uh, you can do it in the usual fashion. You'll find us on Twitter. It's at on underscore a underscore pair. If you want to get hold of Daryl Butler, it's at Dazza B back home, all one word. If you want to find me, I'm Jim Dale. It's at James F. Dale. If you want to get hold of Peter Somberg, he'll be in the back garden practicing his nudges and nerdles to deep silly midwicket. Peace. So oh.